You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I am Nick Trellia. I am Philip Andrews. And I am Caleb Rumet. Today we've got a great show lined up. We're going to be talking about people literally burning money, among other things. So let's get started with Wacky World. Wow! I don't believe it. There's something you don't see every day. So uh, we've got a headline. Canadian businessman literally burns $1 million in bonfire. So I think this this headline really highlights an interesting cultural difference between the U.S. and Canada. So in Canada, you burn your own money, but here in the U.S., the government does it for us. Uh, So Canadian businessman and failed mayoral candidate was thrown in jail for 30 days after telling a judge he burned $1 million Canadian dollars in cash in two separate bonfires to avoid paying his wife's spousal and child support as part of their divorce settlement. Can you imagine how petty that is? Like, I would literally rather dig a pit, throw my money into it, and set it on fire than give it to you. Yeah, also it's a crime. So so that's also only 750000 U.S. dollars. I may have burned a few pennies in my day. Don't tell anybody. How do you burn a penny? By heating it up really hot. That's not what that is. That's kind of, okay. Uh, so <laughs> the judge uh, had about as much disbelief as we did uh, when he told... The judge, when the businessman told the judge what happened, he's like, uh, can you back up a bit? And he's like, what do you mean when you say that you destroyed $1 million? And he said, I burnt it. He wanted to clarify, the businessman said, it's not something that I would normally do. I have always been a frugal man. That's why my business lasted 31 years until he started burning money. Uh, so he got in a little bit of trouble other than burning the money because he obtained the money illegally. Uh, he wasn't supposed to liquidate any of his assets during the divorce proceedings, which ah, is what he did. That makes more sense. Uh, but in a stroke of legal genius, the judge told the businessman that if he did not cooperate with the, uh, the legal system and disclose all his financial information, he would have to pay his wife even more money. So that's a <laughs> motivation to get that taken care of. Wait, so he still ended up paying less money in total? Uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't say. But he may not end up paying anything because <laughs> the story gets a little more complicated. So uh, the only way that we know, the only reason that we know that the money was supposedly burned was because of his testimony. Uh, he said he did not record the bonfire and no one witnessed him set the cash ablaze. So I'm thinking, if I'm this guy, I'm going to bury the cash somewhere, say that I got rid of it, have the divorce go on, pay just a little bit of money, and then come back to my $1 million to make off like a bandit. Nice. So next story is Kim Jong-un spent over $500,000 on Russian horses over the past decade. So Mr. Un has taken to riding these white horses through historic battlefields in North Korea. Some experts in the hermit nation are seeing symbolism in this act. Now, North Korea has previously staged photo ops of the leader riding a white stallion and has spent more than 500000 importing horses from Russia over the past decade, according to Russian customs data. Now, Kim was photographed riding the horse on the snow-covered slopes of the sacred Pakatu Mountain. I'm sure I mispronounced that, but his herd is now larger than 70 horses. Those Russians must have strong horses. Yeah, he's no lightweight for sure. Mr. Un is uh, it's probably why he needs such a big herd. His, uh, his foreign policy uh, seems to indicate he's not aware of the adage, better seen and not heard. So I read this week that, quote, ousted New Hampshire police chief heads home in underwear after turning in guns and uniform. So a New Hampshire police chief was stripped of his position last week, but he took it a little too literally and stripped himself of his uniform and his guns as well. He lives in a 700-person town, 
and even though he's the only member of the department, he only worked part-time. The town committee decided to rely solely on state police protection, as they covered about 81% of the calls in the area anyway. Not only did he strip to his underwear, but he also specified that he took off his turtleneck and left it behind at the station. That was a mistake. Never give up a good turtleneck. Those are, those are hard to come by. <laughs> he said he was afraid of being arrested for possessing police gear after he got fired. And he was so persistent that he walked a whole mile in 27 degree snowstorm before his wife picked him up on the side of the road. <laughs> and those who were on the board that fired him called his actions unnecessary. <laughs> You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And speaking of other things in the news, I'm sure you guys have seen uh, some of the Mike Bloomberg campaign ads that have been cropping up all over the place. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. All too often. So uh, Bloomberg has announced that he is willing to spend up to $1 billion on campaign advertising. Uh, he's got a new slogan now, I will become your president or go broke trying. I hope he goes broke. Did he come up with that? No, I did. Oh. Anyway, this just came out that Bloomberg has surpassed $338.7 million on television, radio, and digital media advertising, which is more than Obama spent on his entire 2012 re-election campaign. That's pretty crazy. So with eight months left in the 2012 general election, Bloomberg has plenty of time to blow these spending records out of the water. He could, he could very well reach that $1 billion mark. Here to give his take is former President Barack Obama. So, uh, Barack, thanks for coming on. Uh, hello, uh, it's me, Brock. Uh, I thank you for having me on the show. Uh, it's always a pleasure uh, to speak with my constituents uh, from, from the great state of Ohio. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. Okay, so uh, what are your thoughts on Mayor Bloomberg coming into the race? Uh, well, you know, I, I've given some considerable thought to this. Uh, I think it's I think it's refreshing to see someone like Mike uh, who hasn't taken any campaign contributions. I feel like finally, finally, we've reached a point where someone isn't trying to buy an election. So should we consider that an endorsement then? Uh, heck no. Uh, did you see him in the debate? He looked like a geriatric sloth. Old uh, and very slow. What about Joe Biden? Have you considered endorsing him? Uh, who? Uh, well, let me be clear. Uh, I have no recollection uh, of anyone who goes by the name of Joe Biden. Is there anyone that you would endorse? Well, now, that's a tough question. Uh, really, if I had to think about it, uh, I would endorse myself. Uh, do you think that Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders would have a chance at the uh, nomination? Uh, well, and now I think that old Pocahontas and uh, bourgeois Bernie uh, need to smoke a little peace pipe and bury the hatchet. Uh, it doesn't really matter what happens in the primary anyway. Yeah, why is that? Uh, well, the thing is, Michelle, uh, now let me be clear. Everybody is just waiting for Michelle uh, to throw her hat into the ring uh, so that I or, or she can get back, I mean, get in the White House. Do you think she'll have a shot? It seems like it's kind of late in the race. Well, the real problem here uh, is that all the kids who remember her school lunch program, uh, well, they're now old enough to vote. Uh, so we're going to have to see if that will turn out to be a problem. Well, thanks for coming on. It's been my pleasure. You gentlemen have a wonderful day. So uh, another thing that comes around during campaign season are robocallers and telemarketers. Very, very annoying. I cannot think of a more annoying way to sell anything. Can you guys? No, I actually literally just got a robocall from Texas <laughs> as I was sitting here. <laughs> so, you know, I just think in general that, like, 
uh, telemarketing and robocalling, that they're just like bad tactics because there's no social pressure attached to it, you know? So like I'm at my, I'm at home and no one knows what I'm going to say, so I can do anything I want. But if I'm down at like the grocery store and the cashier's like, sir, would you like to round up to stop childhood hunger? Everyone's just going to kind of like lean in and see what you do. You know, and if you don't round up, then you're considered a terrible person. And so you really have to do it. But if I'm sitting at home, you know, watching TV covered in Cheeto dust, I can say whatever I want to these people, (laughs) which is why people do stuff like this. Uh, This is from an episode of Seinfeld. And this is something that I've always, always wanted to do to a telemarketer, but I've never had the opportunity. I'm sorry. Excuse me one second. Hello? Oh, gee, I-, I can't talk right now. Why don't you give me your home number and I'll call you later? Uh, well, I'm sorry. We're not allowed to do that. Oh, I guess you don't want people calling you at home. No. Well, now you know how I feel. <laughs> Just a great example of what to do to a telemarketer right there. I'm going to use that one. But, you know, the, my favorite go-to is the uh, the incoming call and you pick it up and you say, Hello, this is Pizza Hut. May I take your order? <laughs> and they get off real quick. <laughs> Also, another great strategy is just answering yes to all of their questions, because if you keep saying yes, they have to continue. At least in a lot of cases, they have specific instructions that if the person is saying yes, they can't hang up the phone. So you can burn all of their time by just continuing to say yes, no matter what the question is, even if they ask, like, how old are you? Just yes. It's actually an an AI system has been set up that can do that if you route your call. Right. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's actually called uh, RoboKiller. It's an app that you can download onto your smartphone. I don't know if you guys have heard of Jim Florentine, but uh, he makes videos of terrorizing telemarketers, and uh, we should play some of uh, his best stuff for you here. Oh, we got one right here. Hello, is Deswald Reed available? Yeah. And I'm calling out of here uh, from Florentine. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, my roommate's here. He was just uh, he was interested in the product, too, so i just oh, going to have okay. him listen in. Okay, uh, so you're both in the title, though? There's three, three of us, of actually. actually. Chuck, Chuck, you're out? Chuck. Yeah. Okay, he just yeah, just so he, we can all make the decision on it. Okay, that's fine. Um, do you guys know when you guys purchased the vehicle? Uh, 2003. 2003? No, it was, it was 2002, dude. Chuck, what was it? Was it 2002 or three? I don't know. You guys are looking for a manufacturer warranty on a vehicle, right? I am. I mean, yeah, Bernie. Nah. Well, Chuck, I mean, you're looking for a warranty, right? I mean, that's why. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. Hey, Chuck, who would be like the, a good decision maker just so I can go further with the application? I don't know, man. It's a majority rules here, you know. We're, we're at a standstill. We're at a draw. Mr. Reed? Yeah. I'm the manager here at Warranty. Okay. To my understanding, there's three gentlemen on the phone. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Okay, I'm not really sure what that means, but we need to make a decision of what we're going to do as far as the warranty does go. Right. So we got 1939 as a total plan price, okay? Uh, that works for me, Bernie. Nah. Chuck, does it work for you? I don't know. Chuck says I don't know the everything. He's very indecisive. Whose car is it? It's all three of ours. Okay. So, do you guys rather pay repair bills out of pocket? I wouldn't. Okay. Nah, I, th- I think it's easier to pay right out of the pocket. Why? Because then it just comes right out of the pocket. Does that make sense to you, really, what you just said? Chuck, does that make sense? No, I don't know. I just want to get this done. Hopefully we can just close this. Grab a credit card, then. What do you take? Visa. 
MasterCard, American Express Discovery. I got a Visa. Chuck? I have a MasterCard. Okay. Bernie, what do you got? I don't know. You don't know what you have? No. Why are you on the phone, then? Just trying to make a decision. Well, you're saying you're going to make a decision on what you're saying I don't know to everything. But how, did I, how was I supposed to know that we're going to need a credit card? I'm saying you see, he asked you that you have one. You said you don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have one. Well, I'm going to decline the options, okay? Why? Because I don't know if I have a credit card? No, because we can't make a decision. I'm just trying to get a majority rules here, sir. One of them says I don't know to everything. The other one says no to everything. So how are you ever going to have maturity? I don't know. Why don't you know? I just, I don't know, sir. Somebody needs to make a decision in about uh, 10 seconds. Oh, I say yes. Bernie? Nine, no. I, I don't eight, know. I don't know. I say seven, yes. No. I don't know. Six. Yes. No. Five, I don't know. Four. Yes. No. Three. I don't know. Two. Yes. No. I don't know. Thank you for your time, all right? Yes. No. I don't know. <laughs> Man, I wish I wish I had the time to sit down and do that someday. <laughs> and you're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And of course, this week on our Ask Hillsdale special, we decided to go around campus and ask people common sense questions and riddles and see how they responded. And here's what we got. If you're running a race and you pass the guy in second place, what place are you in? First. It's actually second place. So if you're running a race and you pass the person in second place, what place are you in? Wouldn't you be in first place? You'd be in second place. Oh, wow. You would, wouldn't you? Before Mount Everest was discovered, what was the tallest mountain on Earth? Uh, Mount of Olives. So before Mount Everest was discovered, what was the tallest mountain on Earth? Mount Everest. That is correct. So if you're running a race and you pass the person who's in second place, what place are you in? Second place. That is correct. So what is the closest star to Earth? Oh, gosh. The sun? That is correct. What is the closest star to the Earth? The sun. That is correct. So let's say that there are 15 crows on a fence and a farmer shoots a third of them. How many are left? Ten. It's actually none, because they all fly away. That's dumb. So if you're running a race, and you pass the person who's in second place, what place are you in? First place. You're actually in second place. So a plane crashes on the state line between North and South Dakota. Where do you bury the survivors? In a cemetery. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, they're alive, man. <laughs> Is it legal for a man to marry his widow's sister? No. Why not? Uh, <laughs> incest? <laughs> if she's his widow, he's dead. No, <laughs> Frank. So let's say that there are 15 crows on a fence and a farmer shoots one third of them. How many are left? Wait, he shoots one third of each crow? (laughs) (laughs) He shoots one third of the total number of crows. There'd be 10 crows left on the fence. There'd be none, because then they'd all fly away once he started shooting. (laughs) Actually, crows are known for their iron grip 
on fences. <laughs> they don't scare easily. And it only once one-third of all crows have been shot in a congregation of crows do they then scatter. As always, thank you to everybody who came on to the show. If you're on campus, keep a lookout. We might be coming around to ask you questions soon. And you're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And it's time for our game show. And here to introduce the game today is our producer, Rachel Kukaji. Thank you, Caleb. So I'm returning with the Florida Man quiz. It's been a while since we've done one of these, so I'll try to keep it together. You may recall that I laughed a lot last time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the rules of the game are basically like two truths and a lie, but with Florida Man. So three Florida Man headlines will be read. Two of them are real and one of them is fake. So you will have to tell me which one of them is fake. All right, round one. A, Florida man attacked during selfie with squirrel. B, Florida man charged with assault with a deadly weapon after throwing alligator through Wendy's drive-thru window. <laughs> oh, that got worse. I didn't think it could get be worse. Real. Please be real. I hope that one's real. C, Florida woman claims wind blew cocaine into her purse. <laughs> <laughs> that one's real. <laughs> Uh, All right, Nick, what do you think? I'm going to say that the uh, fake one is a Florida man. I don't even remember the first one, but I remember it, it was it was fake. <laughs> I'm also going to choose A. That first one was definitely fake, and I also can't remember what it is, but the other two better be real. Yes. I'm in the same boat not being able to remember what A is, but I'm going to choose A as being fake. <laughs> wow. A, Florida man attacked during selfie with a squirrel is real. The fake one is Florida woman claims wind blew uh, cocaine into her purse. The Man. woman should have tipped me off. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> All right, round two. A Florida man steals car, realizes baby is in it, drops baby off safely, and makes his getaway. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of the movie Raising Arizona. That's a great movie. B Florida man breaks into jail to hang out with friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something I'd do. I was literally just about to say that. (laughs) See, Florida man stops robbery by smashing a jar of ranch dressing onto armed robber. All right, I'll take this one. I think B is the fake one. Um, I think that the ranch dressing one is fake because ranch dressing bottles are plastic and they don't shatter. Mm. Not always. It can be glass. I, I think they can be glass, but I also think that one's fake. So yeah, I haven't seen it last one in the store though. Phil, you left your winning out last week because C is correct. Florida man stops robbery by smashing a jar of ranch dressing well, onto actually broke robber into jail. Is wow. fake. All right, quick score update. Phil has zero and Nick and Caleb have one. Time for round three. A, Florida man chases neighbor on lawnmower. I've done that. It's pretty slow. B, Florida man denies drinking and driving, says he only swigged bourbon at stop signs. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the no, the no texting and driving rule where everyone pulls out their phone at the stoplight. The car wasn't moving, officer. Yeah. C, Florida man apparently painting anti-Hillary messages on Tampa Bay crabs. Okay, <laughs> I'll take this one. C's fake. There's no way a dude is painting anti-Hillary messages on crabs. I'm going to say, I'm going to go to the opposite. I'm going to say A is the fake one. Yeah, I'm also going to go with A. Nick and Phil, A is correct. Florida man chases neighbor on lawnmowers, fake. All right, round four. 
A, Florida man who tried to run to Bermuda in inflatable bubble, <laughs> rescued by Coast Guard. Again. <laughs> Again. Oh, my goodness. B, Florida man attempts to smoke crack in ICU, almost burns down <laughs> hospital. <laughs> there goes my faith in humanity. See, Florida man steals neighbor's peacock, gets chased by angry birds. I'm going to say that C is the fake one. Uh, I'm going to go with B. I don't think the crack in the hospital is real. At least I hope not. I also think B. There's no way that he lights an ICU on fire with crack. B is the fake one. Yeah, because when you smoke crack, Alrighty. it doesn't light stuff on fire. So Caleb. <laughs> oh, how that works. I'm glad you know. <laughs> So we're all tied two to two, so here's the tiebreaker, round five. Everybody pick a different one. A, Florida man leaves job at Burger King, steals all their nuggets. <laughs> B, Florida man stabs tourist despite having no arms. <laughs> C, Florida man tries to use taco as ID, <laughs> arrested for assault with burrito. Okay, I'm going to pick A. He- I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say that C is the fake one. Dang, I was gonna pick C. If I'm gonna win this, I gotta pick B. All right. So we're going with we're B. All set up. C is the fake one. Yeah, let's and go. And Nick, you win. Total score of three. All right. Sixty percent. Didn't you win last time, Nick? Uh, well, I had the flu, but I guess the last time. No, no, no. Time. Last, last Florida, Florida man. Didn't you win last Florida man? Oh, I did. I did actually. Florida man champ has been returned to its proper place. Stays on top. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We have new episodes every Friday. Thank you for listening and tune in next week.